Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. In today's episode, I am talking with Kari Hevdi. That's right, it is another interview episode. I am really loving these chats I'm having with people. And so um, I hope you're enjoying it too. If you know somebody I should be chatting with, please be sure to let me know. But this week, I was chatting with Kari Hevdi. Kari is a longtime entrepreneur and founder and executive director of the Backstage Foundation. You are going to learn more about the Backstage Foundation later on in this episode. But overall, in this conversation I had with Kari, she shares her journey from being a driven, do-it-all-myself business owner to a leader who's learned to delegate and tap into the support all around her in order to create things that are bigger than she could have ever imagined. I am so excited for you to learn more from Kari's experience and moving forward what matters most. Enjoy! Kari, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad you are here with me today. Could you tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, how you spend your time? Sure. Um, I'm Kari Hubdi, and I am the owner of a real estate brokerage called K Properties Northwest. And I've been in the real estate industry for 18 years now. And um, so I spend a lot of my time working, but I also have lots of dreams and hobbies and um, lots of relationships and things that I like to invest in. So um, I kind of have this like work is life and life is work. So I try to weave everything kind of in and out of um, how I operate because otherwise it's really hard to separate all of that. So some of my passions are dance and spending time with family and friends and um, connecting with others and serving and volunteering with other organizations. And so um, that's kind of how I spend my time really in relationship with people is most important to me. Um, and at dance class, it's probably one of my favorite places for teaching and, and exercising and getting all the, all the good vibes from there. You know, I've known you for a while and I've yet to actually see you dance. Can you believe this? Like, I, I'm like, I'm so I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be remedied somehow sometime soon. Maybe we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But I like that you phrase it that way. It's like, it, it's like you spend your time in relationship. Like, that's basically like, this is a waste of my time, whether it's serving a client professionally in your real estate business or whether it's connecting with the amazing kids that you teach in dance or like the, the kids that you support even who aren't like in your active dance classes now, like you're kind of a, you kind of have like a, a mother vibe, a mom or awesome aunt vibe. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know we're both aunties. So like I know we yeah. both have that going on. But yeah, I love that you're defining it as being in relationship with people and that you're not, I think a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space, especially want to talk about work-life balance. And it sounds like you're balancing. It's this, it's a very active thing that you do in order to live your life well. 
Yes. Work-life balance is a continual everyday effort that I have to be very intentional about. And otherwise I can be very off balance real fast. So it's just kind of an intentional thing that I wake up each day and determine how am I going to spend my time today? And even if my time plan goes sideways and things change, I still think of how can I stay in relationship with people and stay true to what my purpose of the day is. Wait, you mean your day doesn't always go as planned? (laughs) Never. (laughs) If only. Wouldn't it be amazing if just one day of our lives went as planned? Definitely. I celebrate when one hour goes as planned. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. So... I've known you for how long has it been three years now? Probably I'm like trying to like, I haven't done the math lately. I think so. I think 2019. Was that it? Okay. I was trying to remember when, when it was. I mean, I, I know I remember where I was when I met you. Yes. <laughs> I was presenting and you were, she was this awesome outspoken audience member. <laughs> not outspoken. That's not, that's not what it is. It's just that you participated. I was going to say, I highly participated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that doesn't always happen, right? That doesn't always happen in these kinds of events. People don't always participate and you participated. And I was like, ooh, ooh, I like her. I like her vibe. I like her energy. What's she doing? Um, But a lot has happened. A lot has happened in the time since we first met at that speaking engagement, you know, a few years ago to where you are now. What would you say are some of the biggest shifts that have happened both professionally and personally in your life? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. I feel like I have lived a lifetime um, since I've met you in a really good way because I've had a lot of introspective thoughts about where I get in my own way. I think that is something that very successful people um, have a constant challenge with is running up a, into a roadblock of some sort or wanting to grow and build and you can only take on so much. And so you have to figure out where in your process am I stepping in my own way. So in having dreams and things that I wanted to grow and build and really big things where I almost, I didn't have time to add those things. So I really had to check what I was doing and how my efficiency was working and how do I weave this new dream into my world as well as staying consistent with my business and all of that. And so through looking introspectively at where I get in my own way, I found some really good places personally and professionally that helped free all of those stuck spots. And it wasn't fun (laughs) to do that (laughs) and learn that. And there were times that I just wanted to swear and have a temper tantrum. But at the same time, I knew that by freeing those things or clearing those things or just understanding more about the way that I operate and the way that I think and the way that I push back on things that maybe I shouldn't push back so hard on. uh, Those were really great growth moments for me. And I enjoyed pieces of it. (laughs) But usually it wasn't the process. I enjoyed the results and the feeling like I accomplished something, most importantly, by learning about who I am and being proud of who I am rather than what exactly I accomplished on my list. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where I got stuck the most is determining where my value and where my worth was coming from. 
So now that I have that in perspective and I'm able to remind myself when I get so focused on what I've accomplished and how efficient I am and all of that, and I can look back and say, I'm proud of who I was today. I'm proud of the relationships I invested in and what I built of the day and the impact that I made. That's where I get to celebrate all of the hard stuff that the past three years has, uh, this, that journey has taken me on. So it's, it's very celebratory. Uh, but looking back, it's just, it's hard work, but you have to be willing to address that and look at yourself. Yeah. That, so you said so many things. I was like writing all sorts of stuff down. Like, <laughs> I'm like, where do I start? Where do I start? One of the first places I want to start though is you kept kind of saying introspection and understanding yourself. And I always joke around, or I don't joke around. This is really what I do. I like to work with self-aware people, right? You mm-hmm. are a self-aware person. And because getting people to the awareness part, that's just not my favorite thing to do. I can do that in lots of other ways. But when somebody is already self-aware, I have found that it's really about self-acceptance. Like the shifts happen, the actions happen when you can get to self-acceptance. So in your process of learning more about yourself, because I heard you say that you did it, you, you got to like this point being like proud of just who you are, not instead of being only proud about what you do or what you've accomplished. But mm-hmm. in learning more about yourself and having more self-awareness just on, on your own wiring and how you operate, what did you learn to accept about yourself that maybe you resisted before? Um, I learned that I didn't really like to process and talk about feelings. Um, mm-hmm. I would mask a lot of that stuff with just working and being busy. And that's probably the the most challenging piece of being introspective is recognizing that we do have feelings and we do have to address them. And we do have to look at how different experiences in our life have affected us and really learning that it's our choice in how we deal with those. And so I would find myself in that, I can't believe that happened to me or things like that. And But my shift now has been, what is my piece in it? So anything that goes sideways or needs something where I'm feeling defensive or challenged or um, any time in in life where I just feel pressure or stuck or something, I have to look and see where my place is in it. And how how can I shift the way I'm thinking about something to bring it to a place that I can move past it? So it's not just I'm not talking just therapy type stuff and feelings. But it's more about how do I grow as a leader and what different things do I have to morph (laughs) in the way that I think in order to be that leader? And some of that is all around control. And so it's like, where does that control come from? So it's really learning how to dig deep into where, where it starts, where it's and where it's really coming from. And there's this layer in between there that I have found is the stuck part. So it's like being self-aware. It's like I now can figure out fairly simply where I'm stuck. And then I just have to be open to acknowledging my peace in that Mm -hmm. stuckness. It's really never anybody else that's putting me in that position. I have the choice to move myself out of that position, whether it be with hard conversations with people, whether it be adjusting the direction that I'm going, 
whether it be finding a new solution to something. And sometimes it's just letting it sit for a second and set aside without having to solve something. So how do you just sit in something is sometimes the most uncomfortable spot. But that's where I think some of the most growth comes from. Yeah, because you're you're a woman of action, right? You and I both you and I both like getting things done and figuring things out and solving problems. And so that is that can be the hard part is to just not do. Right. <laughs> just just take a second to assess and reflect and feel the effing feelings. Yes. <laughs> you know, I you and I, you and I feel really similarly about feeling feelings <laughs> and it's a lot of it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> a lot of hard work and it's and two it's learning how those feelings um drive you forward so are they going to drive you forward in a way that is productive mental health wise is it going to drive you forward in a way that actually grows yourself and grows your position with where you want to be does it support your goals is it you know, or or are you getting down a rabbit hole of some sort that's not important? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a squirrel. I can go from one end to the other in a matter of about eight seconds. (laughs) And so it's maintaining that inner squirrel (laughs) and keeping it in check. (laughs) Yeah, feeding it and that every once in a while. Feeding it and that. (laughs) Tell it to just chill out. And so not move so fast. I'm a fast mover. I'm a doer. I'm an action oriented. Let's, let's do this, whether it be a problem, whether it be a dream, a goal, um, just any little task. And so I've had to really step back and teach myself to not do and to actually think and feel and not just let that doing take over. Because when you do that, you don't grow, you actually go backwards. And so I've learned that all my doing has just taken away from that cup of growth. And so now just taking some time is incredibly important and it feels quite nice. (laughs) It's like, you're like, oh, this is okay. I can do this. No, it it is like in what I heard you say, you said from your cup of growth, it's like in just doing, you were taking away or postponing your growth. Yes. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, a lot of us, you know, we define growth as accomplishments and things off the list and growth as, you know, more money or more things, more clients, more this, more that. And so you have to like step back from that definition and really determine what is the definition for yourself of growth? Where are you growing? How are you growing? Are you making a difference in others' lives in that growth or are you just building yourself? Because you can't focus on just building yourself. You have to be building your community around you. So going through those hard pieces really are rewarding at the end, but sometimes, and there's no real end, but it's rewarding when you're in that self-aware place that it's like, oh, this is actually my thing. Yeah. And like I, I am that I have to work on. Yeah, I am making progress. I am moving something forward and that that's me. It's me that's mm-hmm. moving forward. It's me that's growing. And I love that you talk you're talking about you can't just be about you. It's like who what impact are you going to have in this world? I I kind of, you know, talk about things as ripples. Like I feel like the whole world is covered in this like thin sheen of water and we're walking around creating ripples all the time. 
And we can either be thoughtful about the steps we're taking, or we can just cause a lot of you know waves for people <laughs> that <laughs> may not be wave. necessary. Yeah. It's just like yeah. how, it, but it's also striking the balance. How can, you know, sometimes it's going to be okay to make waves and sometimes, you know, and so for me as a people pleaser, that's, it's not surprising when I see the world that way, right? It's mm-hmm. like, ooh, who, who am I affecting? You are more of like the performer. If we're talking Enneagram types, well, I'm a type nine, you're a type three, right? So um, yours is like more of the performer and let me make sure I do it right and like have everything look right, you know? And so we, everybody comes at this from a different perspective, but when it gets down to it, it's a matter of how are you growing and how are you helping the people around you grow? How are you helping your community grow, your neighborhoods grow, your families grow? And that's something you've been focusing on. I want to get to that in just a second because- Everything that we're talking about like leads straight to something really amazing that you've worked on over the past couple of years. I've been honored to be a part of it, but we're not going there quite yet. I have <laughs> one more it, one more question that relates to that past, that relates to that growth, and that is um, at some point you decided you needed help with this. So full disclosure, you and I have worked together professionally. I've been your coach for a couple of years now. Um, but you've also, you know, hired an assistant to your team. You like all sorts of things have happened in terms of you being willing to let other people in. So rewind us back to a few years ago when you're sitting at, you know, a presentation and there's some random coach up there talking, you know, what, where were you at? And that was me, but where were you at (laughs) in your life? What did things look like? What did things feel like such that you finally were just like, you know what? I'm going to get some help with this, whatever this is. Mm hmm. Uh, I think it was part of that. There was a question you asked about, I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but it was about checking things off the list. And like, are you that person? And how do you at the end of the day feel like you've accomplished something? And you talked about like post-it notes being everywhere, (laughs) like the organized, disorganized life. And So it started with something as simple as I can't manage every task I have. And at the end of the day, when I don't get to check all of those off the list, I feel like I didn't get anything done that day or make a difference. And so I started to recognize that I had things in life that I really wanted to do. I had a lot of dreams, but I had no room in the way I was operating to even add those things. And I was so busy with so much busy work that I didn't know how to grow to to build that impact that I wanted to have. And how could I manage what I currently have to add new things? But I was very adamant in knowing I am not hiring anybody. There is no one that's going to help me. I just need to figure out how to be more effective with my own time and still stay sane. And well, wait, I'm going to, can I interrupt you for just one moment? Yeah. Because this, this started from, I remember you shared a story um, with me, a, a funny story with me about you, something you said in childhood, like at a very young age what, mm-hmm. about you doing it. What was the phrase? What was the phrase that you would use? Like self do it. Like that's yeah, what self I told my parents it. all the time is no self do it. <laughs> so I, I had been in this whole self do it. I don't need help. I'm going to handle this all on my own. So that's at age what? Probably oh, like probably three, five. Yeah. Five? Two, okay. Five somewhere in there. I don't, my mom yeah. could probably answer that question better, but as soon as I could talk, it was more yeah. of like, and I just got more adamant about that. And so yeah. 
uh, it that carried through, unfortunately, to my whole adult life. <laughs> well, I mean, it served you though, too, right? So the, this is the thing, right? These these traits that we all have, these things we need to like learn to accept about ourselves are often the things that got us in the good ways to where we are too, mm-hmm. right? And so yourself do it. <laughs> I need, I feel, I think we all need t-shirts, self do it. Um, okay. <laughs> so, and then underneath it, like, and other people with us too, right? You will have parentheses yes. under that, but, <laughs> but that's the, like, that's the kind of stuff that gets us to where we are in, in all the good ways. And when it's overdone is when it can hurt us or even hurt others. Mm-hmm. So I think what's been cool is to watch you just strike the balance of that, of that self do it versus, you know, right. help. And really, I mean, mine was control and trust. That's why I wasn't allowing anybody to come in and recognizing at some point, you have to get so overwhelmed to realize you can't do everything. When you're functioning and you think you're getting everything done and being efficient at it, really, you have to step back and look at what is the meaning of my day. And Mm -hmm. that's where I recognized I'm exhausted I'm even though my clients, I'm organized, I don't miss things, I handle business, I do all of that. But at what expense was I doing that? And that's where in that presentation, I recognized an expense that I was experiencing in my own self and not feeling satisfied. So I knew that I had to do something different, but I didn't know how to do something different. And I needed to think differently. And I didn't know how to think differently. So I knew I needed help in a different perspective with somebody that I trusted. Well, I'm I'm grateful that I was one of those somebodies. I, but you also have had other somebodies, and that has created so much space in your world that you've done something really cool. I'm like smiling like crazy <laughs> saying this because I'm just so proud of you and and this amazing thing that you've done. Can you tell us more about the Backstage Foundation? So the Backstage Foundation is a nonprofit that supports talented young dancers in helping them with a gap in their financing or a hardship of some sort for them to take their dance careers to the next level. So I have been a dancer all of my life, ballet, tap, jazz, lyrical, hip hop, all the things. Um, And I have taught dance for the last 25 years. And so through all of those experiences, I have seen the impact that dance has on young children and teenagers and young adults and how positive it is. And it has always been my dream to be able to have every young dancer have the opportunity to take their career, dance career to the next level in whatever that looks like. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going professional. It just means that maybe they want to learn more, to compete, to audition, to do different things with their life to be able to perform and to make a difference in the world of other people and inspire them through dance. I coached a high school hip hop team and they were a huge piece of my inspiration because of the talent that was included in that whole group and that there was a lack of funding from the school's perspective, from just the the families weren't able to support all of the expenses that went along. Dance is a very expensive sport. And these kids had some of the most amazing talent, beautiful personalities, drive to be an impact in their communities. And I just saw that the one thing that was holding some of them back was the availability of financing to 
uh, move forward with being able to take professional lessons, to travel, to go to auditions, to meet industry partners that would have made a difference in their trajectory of where they went. But all the time that we spent together, I mean, their grades were improved, their you know, they, they stayed out of trouble. I mean, from a high school perspective, we're always trying to keep those kids in the right direction and teach them the values and all of that. So, so that's where a huge inspiration of this team. So I've had this dream to be able to fund kids in dance. And and before you even formed an official organization, I mean, you were doing some of that personally, right? Like you were helping pay for stuff for kids. And so was the owner of the studio that you teach at as well. I mean, a lot of people and from what I understand, so please, you know, tell me where I'm wrong. But from my understand, you know, sometimes some of these kids had like multiple extensions of their family contributing to their dance education so they could keep going because it just it requires an investment to be able to go as far as they want to go. It is. It's a very large investment. And many, many kids do have many family members and they're blessed in order to have that. But there are many kids that have no family members and they just kind of show up and hope that somebody will pay for something. And, um, you know, there's a lot of scholarships that we have given out through the years of just personally and through the dance studio to be able to help these kids. And and a lot of times it's their safety net. That's where their family is. It's the family that's the strongest for them. So can I take us back to the very beginning of the mm-hmm. interview real quick? Because one of the things you talked about is when I said, how do you spend your time? You said you, said you spend your time in relationship. Like when, it, when we boiled down your answer, that's what you said, right? It was like, yes. whether it's business or life or whatever. And now the Backstage Foundation, it's relationship. And so what I got to witness was you kind of harvesting from all those relationships, not in some sort of greedy way, but to be able to just to say, who do I know? Who mm-hmm. do I know who has done something like this before? Who do I know who knows anything about nonprofits or anything else? And all of these people that you have poured into all of your life, you know, were ready to cheer you on and support you and help you make this dream a reality. And you are absolutely the leader of it. And you've got this amazing crew of people who are making this very, very real. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys have already given money. Is that right? Have you given money yes. away already? You've already yeah. like given it. So we, yeah. we launched in October and we raised over $47,000 so far. Okay, wait. So hear that again, everybody. Launched in October of 2021. It is March of 2022. And how much has, have you raised so far? 47000 Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you've already given some of that away. We have. We did do our first scholarship, which is our Founders Leap Forward Scholarship. And so it's a $5,000 scholarship to help a young gal move to the professional world in LA because she has the talent and the drive to take her dance career um, professionally. And so that's kind of our, our first, every year there will be a Founders Leap Forward Scholarship that the dancers don't have to apply for. I just go and find that person that I feel represents the Backstage Foundation, not just in talent and drive and those kinds of things, but they actually are serving their community. They're a wonderful human being. They're a good friend. They're taking care of others. They're really the the things, the values that are important in life they're already in that place. And we just want to enhance how that moves forward for them in their life and to teach them how to be a leader and to give back. I love that. I love that so much. And I I think that anybody who's listening right now 
can hear your passion and can hear that you have these clear values that you care about. So it would have been crazy for us to start anywhere else. But sometimes you just don't know that unless somebody can help you see it, like outside looking in, right? It's like you can't see when you got mm-hmm. toilet paper on your shoe, right? <laughs> sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just am so excited that you've already been raising some funds. You are already granting funds, you know, giving funds to, to folks to be able to uh, really pursue their dreams and give back to the world through their talent and their growth and their learning and everything. And I know that's a major part of the, the values with the Backstage Foundation is to make sure you're giving back as community and making sure that you're not just taking, but you're giving as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a, the fact that you've already given money away is like one of the very, I think, first real things that happens, right, with the mm-hmm. with the foundation but something else very real is happening very soon. You guys are doing your first big event. Can you tell us more about that? We are. We have our first annual benefit dance show. Uh, it's called In the Spotlight. It's on May 20th, uh, Friday evening at the Kirkland Performance Center from 7 to 9.30 p.m. And tickets are on sale. So it's our fundraiser gala that um, we are trying to do All of our events are going to be centered around entertainment, uh, inspiration, all of that. So all of our events are going to be a little bit different than like an auction or some of the other nonprofit events that people have been to. So there will be uh, dancers performing from around the Pacific Northwest. And we have um, really neat um, kind of original groups that I danced with and all of that coming to perform. And so we have a real wide range of everybody from five years old to, you know, 45 years old performing. It's going to be a really, really fun show. It'll have a live stream as well. So if people are not able to attend or from a different state or don't feel comfortable being quite out quite yet um, with, you know, different different things that have happened in our in our COVID world, we will have a full live stream. Um, there's sponsorships and marketing packages that we're doing with other, you know, businesses and coming from a small business. I uh, have focused quite a bit on the value of that marketing partnership. So it's not just a sponsorship with your logo in the program. There really is like an actual marketing package and the show will have, um, performers. They'll, we'll have some speakers. We'll have, uh, some fundraising opportunities. We'll have a silent auction. That is full of different experiences, um, not baskets of things, but you'll, it'll all be around experience because that's one of our core values. So we want everybody to come and have an amazing experience and something that will create mem- memories to last a lifetime. So we will have, uh, Amity Adrisi from King Five as our MC. So we're going to have some fun with that. And then we do have some, Pretty top uh, industry partners in the dance world that will be present at the show. And so those will be kind of some surprise guest appearances, but it will be a, a, a time to remember. That's for sure. Yes. For all my friends in the dance world, trust me, you're going to want to be there for those extra special moments. And then for everybody else, it's going to just be an amazing night because what I know but by knowing Kari is she does not do anything halfway. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> If she's going to do an event, because I've, I've participated in your events before. If Kari's going to do an event, she's going to do it well, and you're going to be happy and pleased and have a great time. I do want to encourage, you know, I'm I'm not somebody different or special that, you know, a lot of times when people hear 
things like this and they hear somebody's success, like, oh, I can't be that, you know, they, they're a leader or a visionary or they, you know, there's, there's just something I can't accomplish. Right. And so I think if anybody takes anything away from this podcast and this interview itself, I, if you have a dream of something that you want to do, it just takes steps of moving forward. It can be done. I'm a regular, normal person out there. I don't have any special funding from somewhere or some massive, unique piece about me. All it is, is passion and drive and an idea and a willingness to learn and to build and to grow and to see a change in myself and our community and encourage other people to be a part of something and allow that to grow. And so I know there are a lot of people that sit and think, oh, if I could just do this one day or it's too late, I can't ever do that. It's never too late. That's kind of what I thought this was is, oh, I've passed my prime of being able to make this happen. And really at the end of the day, you're never past that time. Like take that step, take that leap forward to make that happen for yourself. Like it can be done. And there are people like us, me, especially Elise, like we will help like elevate that and inspire and encourage and give direction. And, and honestly, like without you, Elise, I wouldn't have had the clear direction. Like maybe I would have got to this point, but it might've taken a lot longer or I might've got stuck somewhere and given up. Holy moly. Kari really left us on an inspirational high note, didn't she? I love it. It is never too late and take that next step. So tell me, who do you know who needs to hear this message? Who do you know that has a big dream that maybe they've been holding back on in some way, shape, or form? Please be sure to share this episode with them. I believe that the world will be a better place when people are doing the things that they love and the things that they're meant to do, and they are contributing to the world in the way that they want to. And I really think that Kari's message today can help people kind of hop off the fence and get into action on their big dreams. And tell me, what were your takeaways? Share your takeaways with me over on Instagram at Productivity Breakthrough. I want to hear what you got out of this episode and what you're going to do to move things forward. And of course, what that does, it inspires in me a question of the week. What is one small step you can take this week that will make progress on a big dream you have? And I'm just talking progress, not completion, just progress. What is one small step you can take this week that will make progress on a big dream that you have? And of course, the Spotlight Benefit Show for the Backstage Foundation is coming up soon. So if you want to get tickets or if you want to support the Backstage Foundation in any way at all, please be sure to go to thebackstagefoundation.org forward slash events for more information. Okay, that is all for this week. I will be back with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.